and welcome to the Hi-Fi Preschool and Kids Weekly Training Podcast. My name is Kayla, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in this week. This week in our weekly training, we are talking about how God sent Jesus to forgive me and how Jesus came to forgive. So I am joined by um, some of my friends, Isaac and Crystal, and we are just pumped to, to just jump in and just talk about um, what it is that we're going to be learning this week. Hey guys, how's it going? It is going great. I'm so excited. So excited. It's going super good. Or as Isaac super said, it's good. going great. Super good. I don't know what else to say after somebody says great. I was like, that's what I was going to say. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. So speaking of super good, I have a question for you guys before we jump in. The question is when in kids ministry, have you thought of, or had something happen that was not super good? So something that was a surprise, something that caught you off guard, something where you walked in on a Sunday or a Wednesday. We all have those stories, right? Where mm-hmm. just something, something happened. I know if you're listening right now, you are thinking of that instance in your head. So I just want to hear like, what is something that has happened in y'all's kids ministry experience recently where you're just like, you know, that just wasn't super good, but we're just going to yeah. laugh about it and keep going anyway. <laughs> you know, I got to say, yeah, it's it's hard to not just think of ones that, of course, involve bodily fluids because we're in kids ministry. <laughs> and that so, was where my brain know, went first. I, I was like, no, that's not podcast appropriate. <laughs> so many stories that involve that where you're having to like close off a room or, you know, find a custodian or whatever. But I can remember a time of, um, you know, we're in that opening kids ministry time and standing up at the front, talking with kids as they come in and then having a kid come up to me and say, "Ah, I've got something. And you're like, Oh, "Oh, what is it? Thinking they brought a a little show and tell from home and then opening up their hand. And it is a, uh, tooth, a nice little bloody tooth that Mm -hmm. just came out of their mouth. And I will tell you, I will take cleaning up anything over touching a child's tooth that fell out. I think it's oh. really, really gross. So you can tell they're so excited. And my face, I couldn't hide it. I was like, <gasps> and <laughs> did then, they hand you the yeah. tooth? No, no. They just held it oh, out. Okay. But you could tell them their face kind of dropped like, what's wrong? What is it? And so then I totally had to compose myself and be like, oh, that's. That's great. That's so exciting. <laughs> I'll, I'll go find an envelope for you to put it in and you can hold on to it and and everything. And um, yeah, so it was very surprising. And I just felt a little off the rest of that morning because I just kept picturing that loose tooth in a hand because that's not where teeth belong. They belong in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel that. Or Also, I don't know how to respond when kiddos come up to me and they're like, look at my loose tooth. And they like want to show oh, me this oh, thing. They're like wiggling it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not about it. I'm not about it. Isaac, what about you? Anything that you can think of that's been a big surprise or like, oh, goodness, I was not expecting that today. OK, so I think one of the biggest surprises was actually like. I'm going to say it was a moment of joy also. So it was kind of this weird, like it totally caught me off guard, but I was uh, teaching at a camp and the whole week we had been talking about how God is always with you. And that was kind of our theme for the camp. Well, the last day I was talking to the kids, I was saying my goodbyes, like, oh, I'm going to miss seeing you. Now I'm going to have to be driving. I'm going to be driving all alone. And this little second grader from the front row just (laughs) screams up at me, don't worry, God is always with you. (laughs) 
Now, <laughs> she was correct, but I was basing my entire object lesson for that last session on that me driving home alone. Oh, no! So <laughs> she totally blew up what I had planned to talk about for the next 10 minutes. So I had to very quickly swerve and re <laughs> redirect my point, redirect my object lesson to something else, all because she knew exactly what we were talking about Man, that week. Leave it to and a she, kid. She, yes. So That's completely amazing. blew it up, but it was for the best reasons. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. That's and, so and it's really cool that I love that story because it's something that was really surprising but then also something that brought you a lot of joy. And that's kind of what we're talking about in our uh, this week when we're, we're talking to kids and teaching preschoolers about how God sent Jesus to forgive me. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the story in Mark chapter two, where something really surprising happens, but it also brings a lot of joy. Um, and so this is the story of when the, um, the friends bring uh, their friend who cannot walk and they bring him to Jesus. There's no room. They lower him down through the roof to get to Jesus. And then something really surprising happens because the, the expectation is they brought their friend to Jesus so he would heal them and he would walk again. And Jesus takes this opportunity to say, your sins are forgiven. Mm. And so he surprises not only this man, probably, but his friends, all the people around him, the religious leaders who are listening in. Mm -hmm. And there's this huge surprise of this opportunity that Jesus has and says, I'm like, I am here to show you the son of man as he came to forgive sins. Mm -hmm. And then he, he heals him. And he says, you know, like, um, when he talks in the story about when Jesus says, you know, which one is easier to say, I, you know, your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk so that you would know that the son of man uh, forgives sins. And he says, stand up and walk. And so there's this moment of joy and, and this really interesting and cool surprise, but the way that Jesus teaches and shows the people all around and also to this man who he is, right? He's not just a great teacher. Mm -hmm. He isn't just someone who came to to point um, uh, point out something else. Like he is here because he is God the Son, and he can forgive sin. He has the same power as God. Um, and we have such a cool opportunity this week in Flipped then uh, for kids and then um, to the rescue over in preschool to talk about how Jesus came to mm -hmm. forgive our sin. That's why he came. Mm -hmm. So it's a really cool surprise moment. And I think it'll be really great when we lean into that and help kids see that what they expected to happen it actually did happen and it brought lots of joy. But the point of the story was that Jesus came to forgive. He mm -hmm. came to forgive this man's sin and to bring transformation. Um, and so this whole month we're talking, have great opportunities to talk about the gospel. Um, at the end of this month for kids, we've got Game Changer Sunday coming up and Hooray Day for preschoolers. So all kinds of opportunities to talk about the gospel and salvation and what it means to trust in Jesus, to put your mm -hmm. faith in Jesus, how he came to forgive us. Um, and it's just a really, a really great opportunity this week. So it's going to be a lot of fun. 
So as we're talking about how Jesus came to forgive, I want us to lean in a little bit about um, when we're talking about the gospel, we're sharing the gospel. You know, sometimes, particularly in kids ministry, when we share the gospel, oftentimes we're we're hoping that there's, you know, there's the response so that kids make a salvation decision. But I want to ask you guys a question. How does the gospel itself speak into this identity crisis that we see happening in our culture mm-hmm. and in the lives of kids today? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Kayla. Um, you know, when we even think about the word salvation or that thought of being saved, um, so often we think about it as being like we are saved from our sins. We are saved from the punishment. But we mm. have the incredible opportunity to help kids see that they are saved like for something and to something. It isn't just this one time decision that happens and then you're you're fine and just go on your life and then someday you're gonna die and then you'll get to spend forever with Jesus, right? Um, but salvation means that you are saved from your sin and now Jesus is in you, Jesus is transforming you, Jesus is changing you. Jesus is calling you to love him and follow him and be like him. And so that that salvation decision is not the end goal. It's like it's the starting line. And we week after week after week get to tell kids not just that that God sent Jesus to save them and that when they put their trust in him, they will be saved. But we get to say God sent Jesus And when you put your trust in him, your life is never the same. And now you're not just going to call yourself a Christian, but you are going to be Christ-like. And his love for you, now you get to love others. And it's just, it's amazing to think that we get to say, this is no longer just, it's not just a label that you get to check on a box. Um, Because that's, that's kind of how we like to live life, right? Like I graduated, check. I got married, check. Now I'm a mom, check. We could put it in our profiles, our social media profiles and all this. And we even see it with young people today, right? Like we we get excited when they put Christian as part of their profile, but it's more than just a title. It is something that's transforming us day by day by day. And so as we get to share with kids this truth this week, as we get to share with them this amazing story that Jesus has the power and the authority to forgive sins, we get to say, you can put your trust in him and then your life is never the same. Put your trust in him and then you get to follow him every single day. Let's talk about what that looks like. Let's talk about how that changes the way that you think and the way that you act and the way that you speak and the way that you think about yourself and others and the world. It's such a big thing. We can't contain it in one week. And I think that's one of the reasons why we we, we have that moment, that salvation moment because we want to have that check mark. But really, this is a conversation that should be a part of every single thing that we're bringing to kids. We want to give them that opportunity to say, yes, I'm putting my trust in Jesus. But we also want to help them see this is something that changes you every single day. You'll be different tomorrow. You'll be different next month. You'll be different in a year. Um, So yeah, sorry, I got a little ranty there, but it just gets me so excited. No, and this is exciting because I love the visualization that this story has for kids. I'm a very visual person and having that moment where Jesus says, stand up and walk, 
that man, he even though um, he had he had gone from being a lame man who needed his great friends to bring him to Jesus. But now that he could stand up and walk, he didn't go back to the life that he was living. He didn't just go mm-hmm. sit back on his mat. He didn't go do the, the next day. He didn't wake up and pretend to be a lame man. He s- stood up. He got out of bed. He kept on moving. He, his life was permanently changed. And I think we get to show that visually to kids when mm-hmm. they, when Jesus says, stand up and walk and how that changed his life. And now this can change their life as well on mm-hmm. how they live from a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How kind of the Lord to to put this in scripture, right? Like there's tons of things that probably happened in Jesus's life and ministry that we, we don't have, but what we have is what we need. Um, and like, I just think of how kind it is that the Lord gave us such a tangible example to see instant life transformation in a, Mm. because that, that instant transformation happened when Jesus told this, like your sins are forgiven mm-hmm. and also everyone around got to see immediately a physical transformation um, to see the power of God in and through Jesus. Um, so I just think it's really cool to see and to help kids understand, um, like, just like you were saying, Crystal, this isn't, this isn't a label this isn't something we add to the, our other labels for kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, you know, I play sports or I do this. I'm a sister. I live in this area of the world. Um, those are all like details that help us learn more about the person, but they're not the identifying piece of who that person is. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it's, it's that transformation that, that identifies us as followers mm-hmm. of Jesus. Um, and so I think that that is, that's really cool to lean into. Okay. Yeah. So when Jesus forgave the lame man, right, he was brought by his friends, showed this forgiveness. What are some ways that we can help change our mindsets, even, even as we're preparing to teach, preparing to lead this Sunday, um, how can we change our mindset or our teaching styles to help the gospel mean more than just this opportunity for a salvation prayer? So more than just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this prayer, make this response. How do we help kids and even preschoolers begin to understand the infiltration of the gospel in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. So I actually want to take a little bit of a step back from that and talk about, start off by talking about the lame man's friends. When we talk about how we do ministry. And I think it's really important to realize that this man, he didn't show up to, he didn't end up in front of Jesus on accident. It was actually a group of people that came around him, his community, his people, they came around him and they did everything possible to bring this man to Jesus to the point where there were so many people that they couldn't reach Jesus that they decided, hey, we're going to get him no matter what to Jesus. So we're going to put a hole in the roof. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing commitment. That's amazing um, how those people could come around him in that way. And I think that's honestly a little bit of a challenge for us in some ways as mm-hmm. we go into this Sunday, this Wednesday, whatever day that we're teaching, what are we doing to bring these kids before Jesus? Because mm-hmm. in the end of the story, they were still on the roof when Jesus forgave this man's sins. They were kind of not even in the scene 
at the point where this man's life was changed, but they brought him to Jesus. So it is not in our power to save them. It is Mm. not in our power to change their life. It is all in the hands of God. But we can do whatever we need to to bring them before Jesus. So Mm -hmm. maybe for some of these kids, it's just listening and hearing their stories. Maybe for some of these kids, it's getting them plugged in in a way that really they get to use their talents on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night to really Mm -hmm. um, help serve others. There are so many different ways that we can help empower those kids, love those kids, talk to those kids, to show them Jesus every single week, even when we're not saying, hey, this is, these are the three circles. Hey, this is the gospel. This is the gospel that you need to hear. Those people, those uh, men who brought him weren't preaching him the gospel. They were preaching him love and commitment to him. Mm-hmm. And I think we have that opportunity every week with these kids that we have um, in front of us. Okay. So to go back to the original question, so how can we change our teaching styles to make the gospel more than just a prayer? So I think as we show the gospel to these kids, as we show Jesus to these kids in the way that we love them and the way that we serve them and the way that we bring them before God, I think that we get to also show them that once they become a Christian, once they say that prayer, once their lives um, are changed in that way, they get to transform the people around them in that same amazing way mm-hmm. where community can, they can come around as a community. Mm-hmm. They can start having those conversations with their friends who don't know Jesus, not just about, Hey, have, do you know Jesus? But more of like, Hey, I care for you. Hey, I love you. I want to show you Jesus every day in my life. Mm-hmm. They get to be a reflection of who God is in their life. And it's not just a prayer that they say, but it's actually something that completely transforms them from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so great. And, it, you know, it's really it really is that complete whole identity transformation. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're not we're not the same person. We are we are a new person. We are made into um, being a child of God. We have a new identity. We we literally have a new name. Right. Mm-hmm. As child of God, um, which I think is really cool. I think another area in that is modeling for kids what it looks like to bring the gospel into everyday conversations. And mm-hmm. I think we have a really great opportunity in Hi-Fi. I love how we share the gospel in context every week, right? We don't just tack it on at the mm-hmm. end or just um, add it add it into something, but we really show how does the gospel speak into this story in context and then how does it apply to us and to our lives? Um, so I think, you know, an example of that could be when when we're changed and transformed by the gospel, like we live differently. We like Crystal was saying, we're not just saved from something, we're saved to someone. And we're able to speak differently, to act differently, to think differently. And so even as leaders in age appropriate ways, I think it's okay to to share about, you know, things that that we're struggling with or wrestling mm-hmm. with, or man, you know, I I got really mad the other day because of this. But then I realized like the, like God doesn't want me to respond in this way. He wants me to respond in this way. And the gospel mm-hmm. is the reason. It's mm-hmm. not just I'm going to be a good person. I'm not we're not just teaching moralism or moral behaviors. Mm-hmm. But how does the gospel actually change how we we live day in and day out? And so I think it's obviously always valuable and important um, to talk about what, you know, creation, fall, redemption, new creation, and explaining that 
big picture, but then also helping kids understand where do they fit in that picture? Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, where is their life? Where is their identity? And how can we speak the gospel in everyday conversations um, mm-hmm. that helps us see the life transformation that happens day in and day out um, and how we're choosing to follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. If I can tack one, I think, really practical thing is that we need to uh, talk less and mm. just listen more. Um, as ministry leaders, we are so passionate about sharing the gospel. We are so passionate about teaching the Bible. Um, but you'll notice with Hi-Fi, we have a lot of conversation time, a lot of side-by-side learning time. And that is so intentional because if we want these kids to see the gospel in context of the Bible story, but also the gospel in context of their own lives, we have to give them opportunities to tell us about it. We have to give them opportunities to be able to talk and to share and to share stories and that we listen and listen and listen. And then we can say, you know, have you thought about, or that reminds me of, and we can, we can bring it back to the gospel in that moment, but Mm. let's give kids the space and the opportunity to ask questions and be real and wrestle with this. And I think that's when we start to see a lot of these, how the gospel transforms you conversations and moments actually happen in our ministry spaces. Yeah, that is so good. Thank you for sharing that, Crystal. You're right. Oftentimes we get so excited. We just want to talk and share and share. Uh, and I, I am guilty of that, but it's you're so right. We do need to take a beat, take a mm-hmm. space, listen, um, and, and prayerfully listen, right? Like none of this yeah. happens on our own. It's through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so as we're listening and engaging in, in conversations and relationships with kids and preschoolers, let's do so prayerfully and ask the, ask the Lord to give us opportunity to show us when to speak and when to be mm-hmm. quiet um, mm-hmm. and how to point these kids to Jesus. So yeah. I love that. So good. Well, listeners, we are so thankful for, uh, for you and the work and the ministry that you are doing. Um, we are pumped about this Sunday. We think that the Lord is going to do some really cool things in your classrooms, in your ministries, and how kids are hearing about and learning about what it means that Jesus came to forgive them. So we can't wait to hear um, how this week is going. We are, we are excited about it. So we're so grateful for you. We can't wait to see you next time. Thank you.